Welcome to the Buncombe Street United Methodist Church podcast. My name is Chris Ashley. I'm the director of congregational engagement here at our church and the host of this podcast each and every week. If you're tuning in for the first time or for the first time in a while, we are right in the middle of a five-part series called How to Pray, where we are taking a deep dive into the Lord's Prayer. This uh, prayer is taught by Jesus in two different places in the Gospels, once in Luke chapter 11, verses 2 to 4, in a little bit of a shorter version. And then in the more familiar version, the one we're going to be looking at, is in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13. Over the first two weeks of this series, we have talked about uh, some background about this passage. We talked about uh, the communal aspects of prayer. We talked about uh, putting God's name in the right place, and we have talked about God's will and submission to God's will. So this week, we're going to talk about verse 11, but before we do that, I would love to read this passage to you. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So the verse we're going to be looking at this week, verse 11, it's the shortest verse here. It's also in the middle. It just simply says, give us this day our daily bread. So one thing I want to notice when as we jump into this is that this is the first time in this prayer, we're halfway through, where we are going to be asking God for something. We are going to be submitting our our request, right? We talked a little bit about how sometimes we approach prayer as if we're talking to Santa Claus and we are just asking for the things we want. We, you know, dear God, I need you to do this for me. I need you to do this for me, you know, and we that we just jump right in, right? And this in this example that Jesus is setting for us, right here in the middle is where we are beginning to ask for things. And that only comes after praise and submission, only after we recognize who God is in that first part, right? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. We're praising who he is. We're recognizing him as Father. We're doing this communally, and then we are submitting to his will, right? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So praise and submission both come before request, before our ask, right? Before our our supplications, if you will. And It's also interesting the way that Jesus is teaching us to ask for things. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, I I don't know if you're like me, but my mind immediately goes back to the book of Exodus, to Exodus 16. And in Exodus chapter 16, we get the story of the Israelites and the manna from heaven. And if you don't know the story or if you if you don't remember all the details, let me refresh you a little bit. So the Israelites, Moses has led them out of Egypt and they are they have crossed the the Jordan River and they are now or not the Jordan River the Red Sea and they are now in the wilderness wandering and right at the top of this chapter the people say to to Moses and to Aaron they said would that we have died 
by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full, you brought us into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. They're grumbling. They're cranky. And I got to be honest, when I'm hungry, I get a little cranky myself. So I, I empathize with them, right? And they're cranky. And so what happens is Moses and, and God have this conversation. And essentially what God says is, okay, here's what I'm going to do. Every night before you go to bed, I'm going to send some quail into your camp. And the quail is going to be there so that people can fill up on meat before they go to bed. And then when they wake up in the morning, they're going to go out and there's going to be a dew on the grass. And as the dew begins to evaporate, it's going to leave behind this white flaky material. And everyone is allowed to go and gather up a jar of this, an omer, which is about two quarts or two liters, somewhere in that that range. Gather up an omer per person. And that is going to be your daily provision. And this stuff is essentially like bread. You can boil it. You can bake it. um, And this is like bread from heaven. It just shows up on the grass. And so they, but he says, here's the thing. Only collect for today what that one omer, because that is your daily allotment. And you need to use it in the day. And if you don't use it, then you've you've gotten too much, right? And so some people go and they they get their allotment. Some people get, you know, they they don't need as much, so they get a little bit less. And some people are blatantly disobedient to what God has told them to do, and they they try to keep some over for the next day. And what happens? They wake up the next morning and it and it's got worms in it and it stinks and it's just kind of gone bad. It's it's essentially inedible. It's unusable. It's like the milk that is, uh, you know five minutes past its expiration date. I'm kidding. Um, but you, I, if you've ever smelled spoiled milk, you know, you know that's, you know, that sensation of, man, I thought I had something set aside and now it is no longer good. And it's, it's basically got to go in the trash. And so they started calling this stuff manna. And then the other part of it was God said, okay, so on, on sat on the sixth day, I'm going to give you a double portion. So go out and collect what you need, and then set aside half of it for the for the Sabbath. And they did. Some of them did. And when they set it aside for the Sabbath, it didn't spoil. But then some of them decided to go back out on the Sabbath anyway. There's nothing for them to collect because God had said, this is why I gave you the double portion. And he's starting to get frustrated about their obedience level. But they, they finally kind of get into this rhythm. And then right at the end of chapter 16, of Exodus, we get verse 35. It says this, the people of Israel ate the manna for 40 years until they came to a habitable land. They ate the manna till they came to the border of the land of Canaan. So essentially they were relying upon this for two generations, for 40 years before they got to a place where they could once again grow their own food, uh, have their own meat. Like this was provision, but it was day to day. It was daily provision. They couldn't get some for tomorrow. They couldn't hold back, you know, some that they had from yesterday because it wouldn't work. This, uh, this caused them to be dependent upon God every single day. And that's what we're praying for here in Matthew chapter six. Give us this day, our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. This is, why is this important? This is so counter to our instincts, right? Especially especially here in the Western part of the world, in, in, a, in the U.S., 
right? Everything, the, the American dream is work really hard, save as much as you can, put it in retirement, and then when you turn 60 to 65, you can stop working and you can live out the rest of your life because you've, you've squirreled away all of this nest egg. And that's kind of just instinctually a part of us. We are now, granted, there are people who are spenders and there are people who are savers. That is, and normally in a marriage, you got one of each. So that's certainly true across the board. But I think, and this isn't necessarily about money, but this is about God's provision and what we're praying for. To We're just praying for today. Why? Why are we only praying for th- today? Well, one if our if our if we were in this relationship with God, we should be coming to him every single day, right? And he wants us to come to him every day. But I also think there's this thing of like we don't have expectations for tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So how can we pray for something down the road when we don't actually even know what's going to happen? And I and I think about my life, especially my adult life, the more, you know, I think I've said this on on the podcast before, but it, the old adage is if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. The more we try to think, the more I have tried to think and plan and vision about the future, the more I wind up not getting what I expected. Because I think it's, we're this is not how we are built to be reliant upon God, right? And I think we see this if you look at Matthew chapter 6, so Matthew chapter 6 is uh, right in the middle. It's the middle chunk of the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount is Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. So chapter 6 is right in the middle. So here in the early stages of chapter 6, we get the Lord's Prayer. Right after that, we get a passage about fasting. Right after that, God talks about, again, laying up treasures in heaven. Why? Because that is the eternal thing, and down here is not promised. You're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised. Nothing on earth is going to last. So why worry about the future, right? Let's worry about our daily provision here, and all of our future planning should be on our heavenly home. And then he wraps up the passage, wraps up the chapter at the end with this passage about not worrying and not being anxious. And why do you worry about the clothes and the way, you know, the way you look and what you're going to eat? Because the birds don't worry about that. The flowers don't worry about that. Look how much they're taken care of. And, and then he ends the very last verse in chap, Matthew chapter 6 says this, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And this is why we're praying, right? This is literally moments after he's just said this as he's teaching them how to pray, give us this day our daily bread. And he's saying, the reason you ask for your daily bread is because tomorrow is going to worry about itself. You just need to worry about your troubles for today. Worry about what is right in front of you right this second. And ask me to step in and help you there. And then tomorrow, come back and ask me to step in and help you where you have where you have needs tomorrow. God just wants us to be constantly dependent upon him. That's how he created us. That's how he has us wired to need him, right? It's I have toddlers. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. They are not dependent on themselves. They are dependent upon me. And they are dependent upon me each and every day. If one day I decide I'm not going to feed them, that's not gonna that's not gonna work for them, right? It's not gonna work. It's not it's not gonna be good for them. It's not gonna show that I love them that day, right? I have to constantly, I get to constantly show them how much I love them by caring for them uniquely 
each given day, right? And one day my daughter may wake up and say she wants oatmeal for breakfast. And the next day she may want eggs for breakfast. And the next day she may want cereal. And the next day she may want pancakes, right? And if, and it, it, if I'm trying to plan this out, I don't get to show her. I don't, it doesn't work for me to, to make all of that on day one and then say, okay, well, you're going to have fresh food today and you're going to have leftovers the rest of the week. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, okay? That, and that certainly is a part of life. But in this instance, God wants to give us the freshest and the best, and he wants to show us each and every day the ways that he loves us and the ways that we should be dependent upon him. Daily provision. What would it look like? What would it look like for us to ask God to provide for us on a day-to-day basis? What if our requests weren't so forward-looking? What would it take to be able to pray this with sincerity and to really truthfully want God to speak to us day to day. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. I hope you will join us next week. And until then, grace and peace to you all.